All right, let's get right into it. Days with Dom, episode one now of the podcast. My name is Domenico Quincoli, and uh, here alongside me, my first guest ever, welcome aboard, Anthony Quincoli. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> this is a, an honor. It's a new experience. You know, it's a little unique for both of us, uh, both actually having a podcast, two podcasts together, I would say. Mm-hmm. I know I was a late bloomer in terms of joining Common Sense Finance. Uh, that was kind of your solo pod, and I'm going to kind of help out with that now. I don't know how much help I am actually with that. Um, but Suits and Takes has been a ride. It's been a long time coming. It's been over two years now. Yeah. I've just, cons- I wouldn't say consistently uploading podcasts, but. Um, yeah, this would be a third podcast now under the whole umbrella. Yeah. The maybe Concoli Media. A little Concoli Media action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's start off the whole reason starting the pod. You know, I always kind of want to do a solo pod. I always felt like, well, not more so solo, just having guests on, kind of running my own show here mm-hmm. and kind of talking about things on like a daily basis rather than just focusing more so on like on sports or on finance. I think there's a lot of important topics that aren't really touched upon or not, not touched upon as much as they should be, especially when it comes to like certain aspects of like suits and takes or common sense finance where you talk about how people feel or how that impacts our lives on a daily basis. And I really kind of want to transition this podcast more so into how that makes the guests feel and how that makes my, I feel myself feel and kind of digging down deep. So I think an important topic I want to discuss today is a lot about ending chapters and starting new chapters. I, th- I know recently both of us have ended important chapters of our lives, started new important chapters of our lives. And I think there's a lot of stress and anxiety that revolves around those situations that I just kind of want to pick your brain about and see how you feel about um, ending and starting new chapters. Cause I know personally, I kind of, I kind of struggle with that when it comes to like ending a new chapter, no matter how good or bad that old chapter was, it seems to me like every time I end one book, I always get caught up in like the story of the old one and get so much anxiety and stress around starting a new book. So I just want to talk about kind of um, where you've been recently in terms of you ending a, an old chapter in your life and starting a new chapter, if you just want to touch on that real quick. Or if yeah. you just want to introduce yourself in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm Anthony, you know, Domenico's brother. Uh, I don't know why, what else there is to introduce myself for. Do you want to talk about what you do for what you do, uh, uh, what I'm you're gonna... passionate about real quick, just for those that don't really know what you're all about? <laughs> just get a, a quick glance. Come on, elevator pitch. Yeah, me. so I'm, I'm an accountant. Work for KPMG, not sponsored as podcast. Just throwing it out there. Just a um, island coastal brand, so may, maybe a little bit different, a little different. But um, just passed my CPA exam, waiting for the license to come in. Uh, so that was a big. We're talking about new chapters. That's a that was a big chapter. So we can get into that maybe a little bit later. Um, like you mentioned, I do run Common Sense Finance. Uh, I kind of put it on the back burner with all the studying lately. Uh, for the past like you know six seven months. Uh, I'm looking to launch that back up again. So, you know, quick self plug, check that out soon. But, you know, um, what am I interested in? You know, uh, finance, you know, self-improvement, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think you make a good point. You know, I do run the uh, finance centered podcast, as you as you know, and you do kind of pigeonhole yourself when you kind of go into a niche like that, like, you know, suits and takes like we kind of started that more so with like you know, a sports mindset going into it. And then when it comes to common sense finance, you know, I'm very interested in the topic, but it's like, you know, sometimes you kind of beat it over the heads. Like, okay, this is all that I'm looking into, all that I'm talking about. You don't really have that kind of platform to 
speak about other things. You know, like Joe, like the Joe Rogan podcast, I think it's one of the first ones that comes to mind. Like the guy like literally talks about anything, sometimes absolute nonsense, but it's like, it's his show. He gets to talk about literally whatever he wants. And, you know, I think having a platform like that's kind of cool. So I think, you know, setting this up is a, a nice, you know, nice way to do that. Yeah, definitely. Cause there's, there's just so many people you meet in your life that have interesting experiences and interesting stories and it's always like oh i wish like they made a book or mm-hmm. they made their own podcast or they kind of recorded their own stories and i think like long after people are gone and they pass away it's like oh i wish i kind of had something to like remember them by and i think by having that kind of platform now not only just like on this show but like in general just to have the ability to kind of voice your thoughts and that being kind of out there in the, the internet forever is really really valuable and i think not many people take full advantage of that and so that's what i'm I'm trying to do i mean i'm trying to bring more guests on obviously you're going to be the first one posted we do have other episodes kind of recorded uh that i'm looking to post in later weeks which i'm really excited about i mean they're kind of dated uh if we're going to be completely honest but i mean there's still valuable lessons um information in there and the content is timeless i mean the people i mean next episode we have father mullen on uh, and that's father. that's going to be an iconic conversation with an iconic man. But let's talk about mm-hmm. more so. <laughs> let's talk about more so yourself, your chapter. I know we spoke about the CPA exam. How stressful was that going in? Was that one of the most stressful experiences of your life, or were there other moments that you were like, you know what, I've been through worse. This is no big deal. So I think there's a lot that was leading up to it. Um, so I think going into college, you're majoring in accounting. Uh, you're ultimate goal is to become a CPA. Uh, so certified public accountant for those who are unfamiliar. Basically, if you're going into something, you kind of want to reach in, in any field, you kind of want to reach that top pinnacle of whatever you're doing. Like you want to be certified or seen as a respected professional in whatever you're doing. So like um, if you if you have an interest in the law, you want to pass the bar and become an actual attorney in whatever state you're, you want to practice. Uh, if you're interested in sciences, maybe you want to go into the medical field, become a doctor, go through all that process. So similar thing here, you like going into it's like, okay, that was my goal. I, I want to be a CPA. Um, and there was a lot of incentive for me career wise, financially to do so. It, it did, it does, uh, you know, propel your career in my field for me to have that certification. Um, in terms of it being difficult, stressful, I would say yes. I think I put myself in situations, well, myself or I was given, I was put in situations where it kind of made me comfortable in more stressful situations. I mean, I, we did go to a very difficult high school, the two of us. And I say to this day, like some of the hardest courses I've taken now that I finished, I have two college degrees now. Uh, some of my courses in high school are the hardest courses I've ever taken, period. And I would say they even rivaled some of the studying that I did for this certification. So um, being able to say that, it made me put things in perspective. Like, okay, I was able to do things, you know, at 16 years old without, you know, having an issue. I should be able to do it now. So I just, you know, I put my head down. I knew it was a situation where I just, if I just put in the hours, I would be able to retain the information. And for those of you who aren't familiar, the way the certificate, the exams work, so there's four exams, you have 18 months to pass all four. So the second you pass the first one, you have your clock starts, and then you have 18 months until that first exam score is invalid. But the baseline to get to 
pass is a 75. So it's the second. So if you have out of, se- out of 100, out of 100. Right? Okay. So if you get a 75, you pass. That's a very different mindset to have. And that's the case for a lot of these certification exams. Uh, you're in school taught to get the highest score possible. In this situation, I'm just taught to not study more than I need to be, or else I will be physically drained and I would have absolutely no social life. And having that balance between, you know, I, I was working full time. I was studying hours before work, after work, on my weekends. Not being able to see friends and family, like, in, like at all, by, uh, trying to get a higher score than I need to, um, would have been kind of too much for me. So I think, you know, being able to manage your time, understand what your assignment is, and just, you know, put your head down and just work towards that goal. I mean, like, those are things that kind of helped me get through that process. And it was a long process. I mean, I started in July of last year, and I just passed. I found out the first week of August this year. So, you know, a little over 12 months. It's pretty impressive. I mean, don't mean to brag. <laughs> so you weren't stressed at all? Um, yes and no. I mean, like, I did, I, like I said, I put my head down. I did the work that I needed to do. And I kind of had confidence in myself going into these exams, knowing that, okay, I put my, I put hours into this. I did well in my practice exams, my mock exams. You kind of have to have that self-confidence in yourself. Like, you know what? I know the material. It's there. If you stress yourself out, you're just going to make the situation worse than it is. The only time I did feel stress was for the fourth one because I felt like the, I didn't have that great of a grasp of the material. But I was also on a time crunch because my job wanted me to get it done sooner than what the 18-month window was. So I just tried to really just knock it out, and thankfully I was able to do so. But I always, I was always under the impression, like when it comes to things like this, like I, I, like I didn't schedule any exams until I felt comfortable enough to sit for an exam, mm-hmm. and then you know I would schedule like a week or two out, and then I use those last two weeks to really just like hammer down any like, you know, points that I had weaknesses in. So I think like just putting your head down that you're very capable of doing a lot of things. If you just put your put the material in front of you and actually go through it, in this case, it's going to stick with you. It's gonna you know you're gonna retain a lot, and you're, you're anyone. I think anyone's fully capable of pass, doing what I did. It's just you have to be able to put in the work and just study. Now, is that the way you kind of your mentality throughout anything in life? Any stressful moment in your life is that kind of like your mentality? Like, okay, I'm prepared. Put your head down and go for it. Because a lot of people that know you know that you're you seem to be very laid back and calm. But I'm not going to say you're completely stress-free because I don't believe that anyone's completely stress-free. So how much stress do you manage? Do you manage a lot of stress? And if you do, how exactly is that your mindset all the time or is there a different mindset you go into? Well, I think stress can come from different things. So I think people get very stressed out over like academics and school. I think this kind of falls into that category. Um, I never had an issue when it came to, you know, school I always felt ca- capable and confident and anything because I, I always put my like I said I always put in the hours I always made sure I studied I always felt comfortable going into any I would like I would never go into a testing center or a test room not feeling comfortable with the material like if I was told to study x I studied what I was told to study as much as I possibly could to feel comfortable to sit for that exam so when it came to school I think and I, I think like for most things like for when it comes to exams if you're told what to do and you put your head down and do it just have confidence in yourself to be able to retain the information and, you know, use your, use what you learned and apply it. 
So I think school for me, I never really had too much stress in that regard. But there's stress in other things that, um, like in other areas where I, there are other areas that could cause stress. I definitely do feel stress in. I sometimes have difficulties like having like, you know, handling certain relationships with other people, uh, you know, sometimes in work. Um, I might not necessarily know how to, you know, approach someone who's higher than me in terms of ranking, like someone who's like considered like superior to me. I might feel like I walk on eggshells and people that I work with are saying, well, I, like they don't act like that at all because I kind of do work in a laid back environment. But I still feel like I need to put like I still have that nervousness of having to put my best foot forward in everything I do when I might be overanalyzing a situation like that's something I might be guilty of. I feel like I overanalyze a lot of things. Like when people speak to me or say a comment to me, I really dive into it. And then that could stress me out. And I think I make like a whole preconceived notion of how someone feels about me based off a single comment they made. And it could have just been like the most mindless thing they could have said to me. So I think having those kinds of moments where I just really just read into things that can cause a lot of stress. So like, that's something I've been trying to work on and not necessarily like look, maybe not look into everything that I hear or, you know, read and kind of just, I guess like more of like a self-confidence standpoint, boost my, my, myself up in that regard. But it's um like, like in that situation, that's completely different than, you know, working with like within yourself, like self-improvement stuff, that's completely different than I guess like when it comes to an exam. Cause like an exam, like if you're told to study X, essentially regurgitate it for an exam to pass. And I think anyone can do it if they really just have their mindset to do it. When it comes to things like, you know, how you like, you know, interpersonal relationships and things like that, it's like, there's no necessarily clear pathway to do it. It's like, you have to like do a lot of trial and error, like look within yourself and kind of like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and try to figure it out you're on your own. And it's like kind of, that's more like there's more ambiguity when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of stuff I would struggle with when, when it comes to stress. But you know, I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, you just got to keep putting yourself out there, putting yourself like, I guess like social anxiety. Like that's something I, I dealt with too. Like I was never, I'm, I would, you say I'm laid back. I think I'm a very introverted person. Like I'm not someone to be outgoing. A way you combat that is like, you kind of have, like I said, like you said before, I was, you you asked me if I was put in situations that made me feel pressure before that made me feel comfortable. Now I never was put in like social situations where I felt comfortable, you know, speaking out, being outgoing. And I feel like something I'm trying to do now is kind of, you know, push that kind of boundary, put myself in uncomfortable situations where I'm kind of, you know, stretching that kind of boundary, you know, further and further. It's like that kind of would reduce some stress down the line. I think a lot of what, you're talking about these like mental blocks that we put on ourselves. And it's like, I don't want to keep saying, I don't want to say it's like not that deep in certain scenarios because certain scenarios are kind of deep. And I feel like you use the idea of, Oh, it's not that deep. It kind of plays it off as it's not important. And I do feel as though like certain comments or certain social uh, interactions or certain just experiences in general do hold a lot of weight in someone's life. And by saying, like, oh, it's not that deep, it kind of just undervalues the importance of life itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think a lot of what stress and what people deal with is just a mental hurdle. And it's always like, oh, what if this person doesn't like me? Or what if I don't do well on this exam? Because you, I, one the part I, I took away from your, what you just talked about was like, oh, I'm prepared. Like, I'm prepared. 
that's a kind of like a benchmark that you set for yourself. Whereas certain people have that mental block of like, I am never prepared or like here is where I feel comfortable. I can't reach that level because mentally I just can't get there. And I don't know if necessarily there is an answer around that mm-hmm. in terms of just people being stressed out about a lot of things. I think now is a, a very stressful time for a lot of people. I know like with colleges coming back to school, like just people in general, just kind of starting back the summer grind and being laid back all the time is kind of over. And people are getting down to the nitty gritty of hard work and going back and being in these social environments where you got to be more social than ever. If you're moving into a new place, uh, especially if you're starting like your first job, I know a lot of people do like the summer and then they start in the fall. That's very stressful. I know teachers going back to work, that could be stressful. It's a very, very stressful time. And I, it's always like <laughs> growing up, like I hated this, like I guess the like Sunday of all the summer is August. It's like I hate this time where it's like, okay, you have like three weeks left, two weeks left, one week work, and one week left. And now we're one week out from the start of the new semester at the time of this recording. And um, it's stressful. Like every like every school year I drop like 10, 15 pounds just because how stressed I get. Mm-hmm. And it's not like even like a, a stressful environment. Like it's syllabus week and I'm just stressed about like, I think a lot of what I stress about is like looking so far ahead in the future. And I think from like a young age, it's always like you want to go to this school, to this school, to get this degree. And then it's like I talk about like starting and ending chapters, like going into like my senior year. And it's like talking about ending like that chapter. And it's like everything you've worked for since you were like a young, young child is like in front of you now. Like it's here. Mm. And it's kind of like, okay, like you're you've been on deck for so long and now you're finally in the batter's box and here's the pitch. And it's like you either swing and hit or you're like striking out. And I think that's where a lot of like the stress and anxiety lies because it's like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, including myself, it's like, I don't really know. And I think that's where a lot of like stress, anxiety stems from. Mm-hmm. So we talk about like starting new chapters, ending new chapters. I'm starting a new chapter, which is the next year of my collegiate career at the same time i'm like concluding a major chapter in my life Mm -hmm. and that's just like it's just insane to say because like again i'm gonna go back to like the the story of just like working so hard for that next goal next goal next goal i feel like this goal coming up of like starting your career is like a major like one of the last major goals this is how i feel personally i think it's like one of the last major goals in terms of like your longevity like long-term life plans Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely see that, and I I get what you're saying. I think, like, if you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, this is a chapter that's closing, a new chapter that's beginning, that new chapter definitely begins with what you do immediately after you finish your, you know, collegiate career. Yeah. I think we kind of, as a society, just put so much pressure on people to kind of have an idea of what they want to do in terms of you're graduating and we're going to pigeonhole you in exactly what you majored in, and then that's going to decide what you're – like – yeah, we don't, we're not in the time now where we work, you know, 40 years at the same company and decide like, oh, well, what you decided at 18 years old to major in is what you're going to work for until you retire at 60. But you're kind of stuck in that industry, uh, not necessarily stuck, but it's like it's, it's difficult to maneuver once you kind of get into that field that you major in. It's just, we do put a lot of pressure on people like, not really understanding what major they're going into, what field they're going into to kind of just be pigeonholed for the rest of their lives in that career. So it's I, like, I think it's also funny. It's like we make fun of people that like 
don't know what they're doing, but we make fun of people that kind of do know what they're doing, but it's going to be like laughed at like, Oh, like I want to do this career or like, I don't want to go to school or I want to go like this path, this path. And it's like, I feel like no matter what you do, it's not a right answer for certain people. Like if it's like, let's say oh, why I want to go to college, but I don't want, I want to major in. They're like, Oh, that, that kid has no direction. Yeah. Or it's like, Oh, I don't want to go to college at all, but that, I know why I don't want to go to college. Oh, that kid has no direction. Yeah. Like, I feel like no matter what you do, there's always someone that has a comment. Yeah. And it's like, it's frustrating. It really, it really is frustrating. And I think that's how it is. Like most people feel throughout like every decision they make in life. Like no matter what decision you make, you will not please a majority of the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times, like pe- the majority of people just become people pleasers. Yes. It's like they stop even acting for themselves and they just start like, okay, this is going to make the majority of people happy because this is the idea of a successful son, child, brother, father, student, like worker. Like that's like, like we follow like a certain guideline of how like someone should ideally live their life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, if you go against the norm, you have no direction. You're a loser. You're a bum. You're never going to be anything in life. And it's just like you get laughed at, you get laughed at, you get laughed at until finally you kind of break through. And it's just like, oh, that kid's super nice. That kid was a great kid. Like he always had like a strong direction. It's like very, very hypocritical. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just kind of like care too much about, you know, how people perceive their decisions. Um, I read something recently. It was, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't know exactly how it went, but it was like, everyone's just so focused on their own thing. Everyone's focused on how other people are thinking about their, like, everyone's focused like you said everyone's so focused on how others perceive themselves that they're so focused on the decisions they're making that they're ignoring the decisions you make so all these eyes that people think that are on them when they make a decision are just focused on themselves so yeah you might have an immediate reaction from someone for a decision you make but it's not going to make them they're not going to dwell on it and have this like profound you know thought about what decision what I have any opinion that I have any substance or gravity or weight on what you did. I, I, people really are just, everyone's, everyone's selfish to an extent and everyone cares about what's in their best interest. Everyone's focused on what they're doing at that moment. Not everyone has enough time to care about the decisions you make. And I feel like people need to have that kind of perspective where where it's like, they want to do something that's kind of out of the box, not necessarily, you know, in the norm screw it who cares i mean like who yeah you might you might get a comment immediately after doing it but it's like down the road no one's gonna care about it i think a lot of times people just are scared about like security like it's it's the norm to feel safe Mm -hmm. in terms of like getting career aspirations to go to certain schools like it's it's safe it's like cost effective, like financially people want to be safe. So like, Oh, go into this career, go into this career, going to make this decision. Don't go live on your own. You start out. And it's like how much time people spend like worrying about like money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're also, we're, we're, we're so young. We're, we kind of have this mindset that we have to move on and mature as quickly as possible. And, know do these crazy things with our lives and our careers but we have to move out we have to have a great paying job and then we have to go find that significant other get married buy a house have a family it's like what's the rush i mean that's like a you're you're trying you're making a whole process a whole like that's, that's like if you play the game of life the board game that's like 
major stepping stone. Do you want to do that all before you're 30 years old? That's that's like, that's, that's crazy. It was funny because I was speaking to someone the other day, and I was like, I feel like I'm trying to speed run life yeah. at times. Yeah. And I feel I f- I'm I feel as though that's not myself doing it. It's more like society telling me that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I don't know if it's like a social media thing, if it's just uh, the way society is now. I think a large part of that is due to social media. I'm not going to be like yeah. a boomer out here, but I don't know. Just at times I get stressed out about like, oh, I'm supposed to be here right now and not like where I'm at. Yeah. Well, and that like, I think again, just talking about this whole speed running life thing, I feel like I spend so much time looking forward, forward, forward that you almost forget to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like I looked again, talking about like the stress thing of like going into a career, like throughout my whole entire like academic career, like it was always coming up to this end of the line and that you're finally here. Like it's terrifying. Yeah. Because it's like, what is next? Yeah. Like you started your career, like you have the CPA exam, like that you finished that, like that was the end of your chapter. Like what chapter are you starting now? And I'm actually, that's a great question because I'm struggling with that too. I mean, I just passed it a few weeks ago and it's like now, I I mean, for me, I graduated college 21. Mm-hmm. I went back for my master's, finished in 22. Yep. The second I finished my math, I was studying for my CPA while finishing up my last semester or my last trimester uh, as a, uh, as a graduate. And the second I finished those classes, I was just like so lost. Like I know like the CPA exam kind of took up all that time that I would have studied, uh, took there. But for the first time in my life, I didn't have any deadlines or assignments. And then once this passed, I'm just like, this is the first time in my life. I don't have homework assignments. It's I don't like, have tests. It's almost like you're coasting. Uh, like that's what I'm thinking. Like that's where my mindset yes. is like heading into the, the future. Now it's like, am I just going to coast until I get like married? Cause that's just going to be a coat, but that's like awful way to think. Cause like, all right, like I'm, I'm 21 years old and I'm thinking of like, all right, my next, my next major life accomplishment is going to be when I'm around third, like what, 10, within 10 years. Yeah. But it's still like, I just think, I, I guess it's like leaving like your childhood where like, oh, every major event happens within like a five-year span. So now it's like kind of a situation where you have to live almost like day by day, especially when you're coasting. Like I don't, there's never real, there's no such term as kind of coasting through life. I feel as there's always going to be those life events that bring you up or down, up or down. It's, life is a roller coaster. It is what it is. But it's just interesting to think about. It's like, oh, like what, what is next? What is next? Like, what what really goes into uh, the whole idea of like life, and I guess the whole thing is just taking it like one day at a time, and kind of enjoying it for what it is. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's gonna sound kind of uh, you know morbid and pessimistic, but at the end of the day, it's like we all end up in the same place. Like it's it, you decide to do with your life what you want to do with it, and if you enjoyed it, it was a great life to have lived. I don't think that's you know, like, uh, yes, you're going to have to do things in life that you don't want to do. I think people are going to work jobs. They don't want to work. But you have, you do make sacrifices here and there to have some kind of benefit down the road. So I think, like, in terms of, you know, starting a career at our school, I think many people kind of have, like, going to be very, you know, blunt here. I think a lot of people live in la-la land. They live in a fantasy world where they think they're going to have their dream job immediately out of school. That's not the case. Uh, I think a lot of people have this mindset where they're going to have a dream. They want to look for this dream job that pays very well. 
I, if you want, if you know where that job is, let me know. You can let me know. Yep, yep, I agree. I think you do have to, especially at a school, people or people like there's a trade off. You either do what you love, and the salary is not there, or you can tolerate what you do, and there's a salary there. I personally think you got to pick between the two. I would pick the latter of the two, and then once you have kind of a foundation financially, I mean, my my common sense talk coming in, you you can take those leaps and you know try new things but in terms of like coasting through life i think it kind of go like once things once things are stopped thrown at you where it's like you don't, you don't have school anymore um i guess school in this case where school is like they're done throwing things at you i feel like it's kind of your responsibilities are throwing things at yourself and kind of just start challenging yourself in different ways and see you know like Maybe find interests, find hobbies, find things to do. I mean, I think you're, if you're in school so much, you're, you're caught up in things like that. You All your free time is just consumed by something you'd never really wanted to do. I mean, like, yeah, you might love what you study. Like, I never hated school. I enjoyed learning. But you didn't want to do assignments at, like, 7, 8, 8 o'clock at night or do studying for an exam. Like, yeah. no, no one wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that time could have been filled by something you actually enjoyed. But you never had that opportunity to do so. So, like, you have, you're going to have, like, 20, 30 hours of free time once out of school every single week. Like, people don't, people don't think about this. Like, it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, you finish school. You're going to start that career. What do you do from once from when you log off, when you get home from work, to till you go to bed every night? Or what are you going to do every single weekend? Like, a lot of people start their careers very early. They're 23 years old out of school. You don't get married until, like, you're near 30 years old. I mean, there's a lot of free time. What do you do with it? Uh, it's, it's it's an interesting, you know, talking point. Go out, drink. <laughs> I guess it's what a lot of people end up doing, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it just it was just something I was thinking about just recently that this whole like, I don't know, like starting and ending, starting and ending. Because like I ended a recent internship, and it was like it was all right. It was good. Like I learned some things. It was it was busy at times. Like again, it was like a basic internship. But even, like, I wasn't there a long time, but, like, closing that chapter was also, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, going to miss this place. Like, I, like it wasn't fun working. Like, obviously, working, no one really wants to work. But it's, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm kind of going to miss the, like, security. Like, almost, like, it was getting to the end. Like, I was there, like, only eight weeks. But, like, at, towards the end of the thing, you're, like, yo, you're comfy. Like, the guys you, like, crack jokes with. Like, you get food with. Like, they're, they're yeah. like, kind of like your boys. And you leave, and it's, like, man, like, I kind of want to, like, I kind of like this place. I kind of like the people. I kind of like the environment. Like it was, it was a good time. But it's like at the same time, it's like, all right, I know what the next chapter I'm starting is in terms of like academically, but like in, in terms of like career wise, like that is kind of like a limbo spot. And I think that again caused a lot of nervousness and anxiety. But I guess I, I just wanted to talk about like the whole entire like we talk about ending, starting, ending cha- chapters. Like you just ended your chapter. Are you content where you are in life currently? I mean. I honestly, it might sound cliche. I feel like I'm just never content with things. Like, I I passed the exam. I was excited for like a brief moment, and then it passes. Like you're done. Like there's no, there's no more satisfaction in it. It's 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 like the true satisfaction is like you know putting in all the hours, like going through with it, and then you like, you see your end results. Like okay, I got one section done. Put in the hours. Another section done. And then once it comes, it's like, okay, I just spent all this time. Now I'm here. It's what's next. It's like the, the hedonic treadmill. Like you're not satisfied with just 
the status quo. Like you look for the bigger and better as you keep going, as you progress. And I think, you know, I think everyone's like that. I think you, you're going to try to keep getting more and more out of what you can until you can't. Is that healthy to never be content? Um, I mean, yes and no. I feel like there's, there's always extremes on both sides, right? Where I feel like it's, you can, I think there's like a healthy balance. If you're someone who's content with everything, I feel like you're not really living a life that you could be living. I feel like you're living a lot of potential on the table. Like there's, you're, there's a lot of life to live that you're not experiencing. At the same time, if you're someone who just constantly pushes themselves, I feel like, like, you know, this hustle mindset we, we see on like the fake Instagram, like the, the entrepreneurs, I call them the fake people on Instagram, all those people, they, they're like hustle, 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 like the Gary V stuff. Like he has like, the guy's like 45, 50 years old. Yeah. He, he, he has like a Midas touch, like everything he does, like works out for him. But if you're 50 years old and you're working like 70 hours a week, you're not really bearing any fruits of your labor. You're not benefiting or enjoying anything that you work for your entire life. It's like I, I I mentioned before, like, you know, you'd sacrifice a little here to benefit later. Where's the benefit? You're not enjoying anything. I think you have to be able to, at some point, just sit back and enjoy what you've done with like, in, like embrace the success to an extent. So I think there is, there has to be that kind of, you know, that medium, that happy, that happy medium between the two, because otherwise it's like you're either living a life that is, you know, void of his full potential or you're having all of the success and you're not able to actually, you know, enjoy it. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a fear that a lot of people have in terms of like, Oh, let me do like my career aspirations, but I'm not going to make as much money as if I went into this career and it's like, Oh, I want to go on these vacations, go to these concerts, go to these events. And it's just like, Oh, like if I go this route, that will allow me to have financial freedom, which is basically freedom in my mindset. It's just like, Oh, if I have the money to kind of do whatever I want, whenever I want, it's like, all right, that's where I can pursue my passions outside of just work, eat, work, sleep, wake up, do it all over again. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just interesting when you think about it that way. Um, I guess another thing I just want to talk about quickly is just the whole idea of like, I know we kind of spoke about like a gray area. You said like, oh, it's like a, you're kind of like in this like limbo spot. Do you, are you comfortable in this limbo spot or is it something that like, do you thrive in like a spot? It's like, oh, I don't know where I'm going, but it's like, all right, like that's kind of like a beautiful thing. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I, even I spoke about it, like, I don't like the fact that like, I don't know where I'm going, but in certain aspects, like it could be a benefit because it's like, I have so much control over where I'm going, both good and bad. Like if I'm in a space, I'm in a space that I have the power to my, that my decisions can go anywhere I want to go. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because I think, what you just said is something that I kind of feared or avoided doing where in terms of when, so even in college, like every ounce of free time, I tried to fill it up with something I thought as productive. So I worked pretty much every hour that I could have during school if I wasn't in class. And then when we went virtually, I really worked every hour I could have when I wasn't in class. So I've really just like, I was working, you know, 20 plus hours a week while having school and then every break I worked full time and I, I would pick up you know volunteer things jobs wherever I just anything I could possibly could have done to fill up time I did 
And I think it became kind of a situation where I was just like looking for things to do for the sake of just passing time by and like not having that ability to, you know, actually enjoy being by myself and kind of having some kind of, you know, confidence in myself to make my own decisions of what I wanted to do with my time and said, I mean, yes, I did decide to do these things, but I did these things knowing that they were seen as productive. They involved me not having any kind of real decision making in terms of what I personally wanted. Like, you know, I volunteer for baseball. I, like that's yeah there's decision making in that in terms of like how i decided to coach a team but there's a framework there i think i got had comfort knowing that there's kind of like a framework like I, I know i know how baseball works i know the fundamentals i know how to teach kids baseball uh when it comes to work i, I know the fundamentals of accounting like that was basic i know how to work in an office environment uh commuting back and forth you know i i was comfortable taking the train like there's a framework there like yeah. i just know how to do that now I don't have any of that. You're in a space of limbo, but it's like you're in a more comfortable space of limbo than a lot of other people. Like I would say your limbo is more comfortable than my limbo. Is it though? Well, at least your limbo, like if some, if things don't work back out, like you always have that like safety net of having like your career. Mm -hmm. Like if my thing, if, if I don't have things planned out like post-grad, what, what, where do I go? Like I'll just be unemployed. At that point, like, what, what is, what would be next? Like, that's just like, that's a terrible, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. That, like, that's where I'm saying, like, there's, I don't want to like compare like limbos, but it's just like, again, but I can have the power to make a decision where I can go this way or I can go the complete opposite way and go down. Yeah. For those that are listening to the podcast and not watching it, uh, <laughs> I just think, again, it's, it's just terrifying. And it's just like, is it a good or bad thing to be in this space of limbo? And I think it could be. A good, it, I mean, it's, it, it depends on how you look at life. Like, if you want to be comfortable, you want to be safe, you think that you don't want to be uncomfortable, limbo is definitely a bad spot for you. But at the same time, if you change that mindset, like the way I'm trying to figure it out as well, as a way of just saying, like, all right, I'm in a space where I don't know where I'm going, but then, again, I have so much control and power over where I'm going to the point that, like, if you have, we spoke about when you first started, it's like, oh, yeah, like, let me just put my head down and grind because I have the confidence in myself to kind of move forward and push back anything that's in my way. If you have that same confidence going into your space and you really kind of take a step back, look at it from a third-person perspective and say, you know what, I've been preparing for this my whole life, or if I haven't been preparing for this my whole life, it's like, all right, now it's time to, like, let's start. I never, I don't think there's ever a chance, opportunity that's like, okay, I'm am I too far gone? Because that's another thought you have, like, okay, like, I have this issue, this issue, this issue, and I, I'm too far gone to correct my mistakes. I think a lot of people in life have that same mentality, like, oh, I'm I'm a screw-up, I'm this, I'm that. I, I just can't get past, like, who I am. Do you believe in the th idea of being, like, too far gone? Is that, like, a, a thought that ever came to your mind? Like, okay, like, I can't change the way I am. Like, this is the way I am. I can't really do much about it. Because I know you spoke about like, oh, like uh, being an introvert and trying to be more open and outgoing. Is that something that obviously that was a hurdle? Mm. But were there th times that, were there times where you thought that was like, okay, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. Like I'm, I'm gone. I I personally think you like it's like it's a cliche thing to say, but I think you can really do anything you set your mind to. I think it's kind of a limiting mindset to say like this is how I am and I can't change. I can't break for this mold. I think you 
you need to be able to challenge yourself and try things that you're not comfortable doing. Uh, whether it is, you know, if you're introverted, you're trying to become more extroverted. Like, yeah, some people find more com- like some people are more comfortable in social situations than non-social and vice versa. Like people are naturally outgoing and that's comfortable for them. But what's uncomfortable, what's uncomfortable for an, uh, an extrovert would be being by themselves and being able to, you know, process things on their own. So like everyone has their areas of discomfort and I think it's always healthy to explore that and kind of, you know, navigate that and see where it takes you. And in regards to, do you think someone's too far gone? I think it, it depends on how we see too far gone. I don't think people like, like there are people pe- like too far gone in what si- sense? Like I think society, or like if we're saying like, oh, like if we're comparing ourselves, like if, I, if I'm comparing myself to someone like Mark Zuckerberg who started Facebook pretty much at this age, Am I like, am I a screw up? Am I, you know, someone who's not successful for someone who's being 23 years old? I think everyone's on their own path, their own journey. I don't think necessarily like someone's ever too far gone because what are you comparing yourself to, to be considered too far gone? It's kind of like your own benchmark yeah, in a way. But like when you talk about, oh, it's like everyone's on their own path and journey. Do you, is that like kind of like a a fate or free will type of thing? Like, do you, do you believe that more so like, oh, like I'm, I'm where, like every decision I've made up to this point has led me exactly where I am today. Mm-hmm. And then you, I guess, do you believe in that kind of mentality? Because I've been thinking about that too. Like it's like, all right, if I'm not content or if I am content, it's like every decision I've made has made me who I am right now. Yes, and like I, that is, you, you do agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean, what would the alternative be that everything was like set, made everything happens for a reason, everything's planned? I, I, if, if that's the case, I'm willful, I'm willfully ignorant to it because I don't want to live a life like that. That's the thing. Like, it's like, do you want to believe in just like you have no control over any reaction? No. It's also, but at times then it's like, there's also things that are just completely out of contr- your control. Yeah. Like disease, death, like so the way people, other people act outside of your control, like that negatively impacts you. It's just hurtful, but it's like, I can't really control that. Um, I guess you can control like who you're around, how you react to certain things, but there's certain things you can't control. Like you can't fix if you're terminally ill. Yeah. You can't do anything about that. And it's like, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like that. That's a bad, that's a bad spot. Yeah. I mean, you're in the daily stoic, right? So the interesting thing about the daily stoic is they, so when you read the daily stoic, so those that don't know, the daily stoic is a, a book. 365 daily meditations and kind of like the commentary on certain uh, meditations and you're supposed to start on like the day that you start like reading the book so you don't start from like January 1st because like right now we're in August but if you miss a couple days it's like do I catch up on the readings or do I just like read that's the thing like if you don't read this it's not a long reading let's be let's real it's like less than a page of reading, but it's like, okay, I, I didn't read it for three days. Now do I like read the, the past three days or do I just skip and go to today? And um, anyway, that's my little tangent about the Daily Stoic. Uh, I have I have read a couple pages, yes. Uh, have I been consistently keeping up with it? No. Um, but continue. So like one of the main principles of Stoicism is like things, you can only control what you can control, right? There's only so many things that are within your control. And things are going to happen to you. One of the things that you can control is how you react to external events that do occur. So, you know, a death in the family, 
um, you know, like a terminal illness that you had no control over. These are things that are out of your reach. You're unable to have any kind of say or, you know, you're not able to tamper with this. Like these are things that are happening. The only thing that you can actually control is your reaction and how you handle the situation. And if you want to be in a very pissy mood over something that happened to you that was out of your control, you're choosing to react that way. And I, it's, I know it's kind of difficult to say like, you know, lighten up in a certain situation if something's like really difficult, Mm -hmm. but you know, your reaction is how you're perceiving a situation and that's how you're choosing to live your life in that moment. And I like, uh, another principle of stoicism is that you want to put yourself in uncomfortable situations voluntarily because if an uncomfortable situation were to happen out of your control, you prepared yourself, you conditioned yourself for it. So things like that, I think, you know, just having, I think having a positive attitude about things and learning just to not, you know, react in a negative light. If it's out of your control, if it's out of your control, you can't do anything about it. I know, but, but I feel like at the same time, like that, that gets so annoying. Like being in a situation where like someone's terminally ill or you're terminally ill yourself, that's like where my mind's going with that. It's just like you want to see the beauty in life, but at that point, there is no like there, there is no quality of life. Like there is no beauty in life if you're dealing with that or you have a family member or a close friend or like that's where I get caught up of the whole like, yes, I understand. I fully agree in the, the whole like we have the aspects or like the capabilities to control our own futures, but then there's things that are like are scientifically out of our control and that's where I get like really, really frustrated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's no answer to it, but it's just like, all right, let's like, I think everyone would agree with me that like, that's frustrating. It is, but it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, you can choose to be frustrated or you can just choose to not be. And I know it's difficult. It's, it's very easy for me to say that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I'm this, if I'm in this situation, you're in this situation, we're going to, our natural, you know, inclination is going to be frustration. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of negative emotions. Yeah. But, you know, if we're going through, you know, stages of life, like you said, it's a roller coaster. Life's going to have some lows and some highs, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like, Kanye? No? Was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Let's go for it. I guess I'm the only Jick fan around here, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say you are. <laughs> um, but your life's going to have some lows and some highs. And if you're willing to live life to experience the highs, you're, you know, pretty much destined to experience the lows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, you know, you, you, it's kind of like rolling with the punches. You just kind of have to. You know, it, if it's out of your control, there's nothing you can do about it. I've also heard this expression. I'm not out of your, I'm not out of control. I'm just out of your control. And I think that's, that's very powerful. No, it is. I'm very mad. He never listened. He never heard that was a bar too. I, I'm a huge Kanye fan, but I don't have time to. Uh, Life has its lows and some highs. Come on. I didn't, I don't think that's really a bar. It's more just like an expression. Like, okay, I could, I could have said that. Greatest ever, resting or alive. Oof. Anyway, um, wow, that just went off completely off the rails of what we were talking about. I mean, Kanye has a, a way. We just he has his way. Uh, I guess. I guess. All right. I guess one thing I want to talk about when you were talking about uh, this whole idea of being by yourself and kind of enjoying being by yourself, and we were talking about kind of the limbo gray area. That also is very interesting because I have a, a really good friend of mine 
who like when I was going through like like just I was like oh like July like June July I've just been rough like just working like six to seven days a week just like working these crazy hours and it's like all right at the same time like a lot of my friends were busy and I was like I don't really like have anything to do outside of work like when I wasn't working and this girl was like oh you just don't enjoy being by yourself and I was like what <laughs> like like she was like no you like you don't really know who you are mm-hmm. and I was like what what does that even mean because we were talking about going to a concert and I said I would never like I really want to go to a concert it was a uh, pitbull by the way okay and and this girl was like oh why don't you just go by yourself and I went what and she was like yeah I do it all the time and I had another friend like tell me the same thing like two different didn't even know each other and they were, the, the other guy was like yeah like I've been starting to like go to like movies by myself and like dinner like by myself and I was just like I don't I never even thought to do that and I just don't know like that was like a mental block that I was having and I, I thought about it for quite some time I was like hmm I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't think I want to do that. And she's like, she's like, yeah, but that's because you just don't know who you are. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I know who I am, and I'm pretty sure I don't want to do that. But I, I think again, like that's a like, I, I guess I don't know if it's like a fear of being like looked at, like oh, that, that guy's weird. Like, imagine like getting a ticket, yeah. like sitting by yourself at like a restaurant or sitting by yourself at like a, a concert. Like, I like to have a good time at a concert. Like, I if I think about it, okay, so think about it. You're being in a long-term relationship, like, everything you paid for was double. Yes. And it's, like, all these concerts, like, 300 bucks for a concert ticket. Like, shoot, I, I was paid paying, that, I I was paying anyway. 300 for two, and yeah. I was only getting half the, I was only getting the same experience anyway. Now yeah. I'm a little, now I'm in, the, like, the fifth row in these concerts. This is a good time. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like, I was like, hmm, do you, being by yourself, do you enjoy that? And I was just like. I'm I'm a pretty social guy. Like I like going outside. I like being in the I like I like being in a crowd. The more the merrier. I've always been that type of guy. Like house parties, psh, I'm in any time of day. Sunday night, we've got class the next morning. We'll make it work. But do you do you typically enjoy being by yourself? Is that something you have to learn, or do you? I mean, you made it sound like you were kind of content with where you were in terms of that. I mean, yes and no. I think you know going back. I, like I always kept myself busy. I think personally to avoid kind of being by myself and you know busy how i mean like i was so like i was in a relationship too that took up a lot of my time uh when i wasn't you know involved in the relationship or wasn't like you know seeing the person i was seeing i was working i was in school Uh, i did volunteer stuff Uh, i started a podcast like i did a bunch of things with my time yeah so i didn't have to be by myself. I mean, I guess the podcast stuff, it was more of like a personal thing. So I guess that kind of is touching on that a little bit. But, you know, I, I always kept myself busy. And, you know, you don't really get a good look at yourself if you're doing things for others all the time in terms of, you know, if you're in a relationship, you're not fully present with yourself and like actually like getting a good chance of looking yourself in a mirror. Or, you know, I mean, like you, you said, like, you know, you were joking about like you having to go on like, Spending the same amount for two that you're spending for one now. I wasn't really joking, but yeah. I was making light of the yes, I was making light of the situation. I got, continue. You kind of have that comfort of like, all right, yeah. Um, all right, let's go get dinner for two. Movie for two. It's like you never really made a decision of like, oh, I wanted to do this by myself. I feel, I mean, at least in my case, like I, I, if I want to do something by myself, I kind of just like, oh, I bought two tickets for a gallery. Exactly. Like I would just do it anyway. 
And now it's just like, I have so much free time and it's like, Oh, like you want to go like, cause I mean, and not if we really want to get into like the whole relationship aspect, but it's like, Oh, like when you're in a relationship, like you kind of have, you're kind of like anchored down in a way. Like it's not like both good and bad. Like you're anchored down. Like at the, like you're always got that like ride or die but at the same time. Like it's also difficult to make time for like other people. And now it's like, you have so much free time. It's like, Oh, this, this group wants to hang out. Like, sure. Let's do this. Or like, does people want to hang out? Bet. Like, like we're pimp, going. You're pimping out your time. Yeah, it's like it's it's crazy, but at the same time, like it's also I have a lot more money now to just do stuff. It's like, like things are expensive, man. Concerts for two, dinners for two, stuff like that. Oh, I know, but um, yeah, I guess it's like the first time in like a long time where it's like you have so much time to like be alone, like mm-hmm. be by yourself, and it's like it could be like beneficial, but it could also be like kind of like frustrating at times. Like oh, like it's always cool to have kind of like an anchor. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like sometimes anchors like hold you back. That's the whole point of an anchor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's both good and bad, I guess one would say. If you're well, trying it's, to, it's it's kind of going back to the concept of like, comfort. Like we're talking about, are you comfortable in the state of limbo? There you go. Uh, it's that, it's like it's a. I said before, like, are you crazy? are you content? Are you, you said, are you content? Yes. <laughs> You're content being in a relationship. Like, there's complacency there. Yes. And I feel like... There's security. There's safety. There's You're not in the space of limbo. Yes. Wow. Look at... Yeah. Look at... Whoa. Yeah, look at that. Look frame, at that. The frame story right there. It's a, a bookend, right? Yeah, Is bookend. There we go. I would say it's a foil, but it's not. Because it's not a foil. <laughs> not a foil. <laughs> but, you know, you, you do get kind of like... That's one of the people, it's, I think it's a crutch being in a relationship sometimes where you're not fully comfortable with, you know, yourself. Because, like, I think especially when you were so young, you're not really fully, you're not fully at the point where you're kind of discovering who you are. And I feel like you're relying on someone so much that, you know, you're, you're realizing that interests that you thought you had mm-hmm. weren't really interests. Like, you're doing things for the sake of another person. And it's being, and being secure, and being secure. And then like now that you have time, to, like if you can look at it from, you know, an Eagle's point of view, like a bird's eye view, a bird's eye view. Yeah. You can see it like, okay, well, what are my hobbies? If I hadn't been in a relationship over that time span, yeah. what would I have done with my time? I also feel like that's like, you can't really look at the past that way. Like that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, like, no. End, like yeah. end of chapters. Like it's so easy to like when you end the book to be like, oh, that book was good. That book was bad. But like when you're in the book, it's like, all right, like let's try to finish this till the end. Yeah. And I guess like in a relationship, you don't really ever. I I, I would hope for the most part, like when you get into a relationship, you don't really see like an end. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it'd be very like cynical to be like, you know what? Like as soon as I start a relationship, like this is going to end. And like okay, like obviously like death stuff like that but you don't want to be like oh we're like we're gonna break up get divorced like you don't want to start a wedding like i know like marriage is i think 75 percent in the divorce but you know, I, I think yeah like you don't want to you don't when you're like on the altar you're just like hmm how how is this gonna end you know we're statistically likely not to i mean it's, end a, together. it's, it's the crazy truth when you look at it it's like 75 of what marriages go into divorce and it's like all right do you want to get married at that point like if, if 25 25 live isn't that crazy one in four live that means like Hey, but if you're one for four, it's a good night in baseball. It's, it's, a, it's a solid night. Solid. It's not, if, it's if your career is a 50 hitter, you're not making the Hall of Fame. He had a solid MLB career. You're not making the Hall of Fame. If you shoot 250, you're probably not getting, getting cut minutes. from any <laughs> in your cut. roster. <laughs> like, I don't know. 250 is not great, man. It's um, not great. I can't think of a statistic where 250 is like solid. It's not. It's only not baseball. Solid. Only baseball. 25%. If you give me a 25% chance to live, I don't think I take the. 
the, the if, bet. I give, if I give you a twenty five percent chance to win the lottery, though, you take it. Yeah, but that's different. It's a different story. <laughs> with the seventy five percent? It's like, all right, twenty five percent I win the lottery, or seventy five percent you take everything I own, every physical possession I own, half of everything you own. What did we get? <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a cruel world out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should go to um, Hustle University. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So going back to the whole like being by yourself thing, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. So I guess working on that whole aspect of like, oh, I don't think I, I don't think I'll ever gain the courage to like sit down and go out to eat by myself. I don't think I don't think it's physically. Well, it's me. it's like a okay for 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 one. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like a restaurant, yes, I personally go for like social That's what interaction. I, yeah, I so like, like I wouldn't go out to eat unless like I I don't have like a list of places that I want to try. Yeah. and if I do, it's like I do it with like the intention of being social with other people. It's what, like if I ever went to like a, another state or another country and they're like, oh, you have to go to this restaurant. I feel like I would always be in a situation where I would be with another person in that place. But it's interesting though because I do have another coworker who travels the world by her, herself. Just like goes goes to like rent like countries by herself, and I'm like, hmm, that's that's very that's very just scary in terms of safety. Like, I, I if something were to happen, you're by yourself. Yeah, I I do. A, yeah, I see that too. But at the same time, let's like let's put it in perspective. Have Have you ever gone on a trip where you wanted the itinerary to be a certain way, and it just didn't follow the script? See, the thing is, I feel like I was always in a situation. Well, at least like when I control like the itinerary, like okay, like we go on a family trip, like I, mom and dad kind of. My, my yeah. own aspirations. <laughs> like if I ever went on a trip, like some guy, like, ah, no, I can see that. Yeah, like I, okay. So last weekend we were in AC, and I was like, "Yo, who wants to go see Morgan Wallen on the beach?" And the guys were really too into it. So you know, we ended up not going. But like, if I had another par- person was like, "Yeah, like let's go," mm-hmm. like I think I would have, I would have went and spent the money. And that's where this whole argument of being by yourself kind of like continued because they were like, "Yeah, imagine you kind of enjoyed being by yourself and you would just went by yourself." And I was like, "Well." I feel like watching Morgan Wallen on the beach by yourself is a little weird. So I thought, I mean, <laughs> if you enjoy the concert, it was also expensive. You know, it was a music festival. I didn't want to pay the way it's a different whole different tangent, but it's like uh-huh. you, have to, you have to buy a three day pass. And I was only going to go for the one night. And it was like, I right, like Luke, Luke Combs too. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it was Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. No, no, no. It was one of the, Luke's. it was Luke Bryan. It was Luke, Luke Bryan. He was Friday night, but then, then again, I didn't have the room Friday night. So I would have only went for Sunday and I couldn't tell you, the guy on Sunday sings "Drunk on a Plane," but I don't know his name, and it's uh, very unfortunate. Sounds very dangerous, "Drunk on a Plane." No, airport beers are actually probably the best beer you can have. Really? Yeah, I never, I never did have one, but, <laughs> but I just heard they hit different. They're expensive. You get a little tipsy, you fall asleep on the plane, and then you wake up in your destination. It's kind of fire, honestly. It's fast traveling in real life. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can put it that way. <laughs> It's kind of cheap, that yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cheap. To, who wouldn't want to just black out on a plane? And, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, again, I don't think I'd do that by myself, though. You say that, though, but you've never tried it. That's what they say, but I don't want like that. I feel like that, like the whole idea of like, oh, I'm in like a state of limbo. I'm not in a state of limbo when it comes to that decision. I don't not like it. Like, imagine. So let's just put it in this in perspective, like Zach Brown band concert. Like a lot of my concerts are like, oh, like I, I hate going alone. So I, like I try to like, I'm in the Shark Tank when I when I pitch you a concert. Like I'd be like, all right, listen, 
what if I told you I could get you this seat for this price? We go this time and this, we do this. And it's like, deal. And I'm like, okay, bought tickets, done. So it's like, like you have to commit to the, the, the trip. But like, let's say Zach Brown, they were like, oh, like no one wants to go and I have to drive in. That was like, even Pitbull, like Pitbull was down to the last hour. I was out there in the shark tank, like <laughs> texting my one friend. I was like, oh, you're coming. Like what time you get off from work? Like she's like, I'll be home in 30 minutes. I was like, okay, it takes us an hour to get there. You'll be home in 30 minutes. Cost two hours. Let's go. And they were like, hmm, I don't know. I was like, I want the tickets. Like, okay, fine. I'm going. So that's how that ended up. Um, but again, it was just like, I don't think I would ever do that by myself. It's just like, it's not even like a fear of like just being by myself. I was like. It's kind of lonely. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a lit time. Like, it's Pitbull, Zach Brown. Like, these guys are fire. But it's, like, same time, it's, like, going there by myself, like, driving the car by myself, like, sitting down by myself. Like, is the loneliness, the loneliness though, part of it? Like, why, why I don't like going by myself? No, I'm saying, like, if, is the loneliness part of it part of the fact that you're not comfortable being by yourself? I don't like being by myself because it's lonely. Yeah. Yes, that's why I don't like being by myself. Okay, but that's part. That's part of it. Part of what? Like the whole re- thing of like you know discovering yourself, figuring out what the kind of person you oh, are. You're saying I don't know myself because I don't like being by myself. It's not like my no, friend. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, not saying, friend I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's because. Yeah. I'm saying it's a sign of it. So wait, uh, okay. can you? If you're not, I'm saying you're saying you're saying you're saying you're saying you're you don't want to do things solo by yourself. Yes, because you're you're lonely being by yourself. I don't want to do things by myself because I'm lonely by yourself. Yeah, but but I think everyone's lonely by themselves. Are they not the people who you're saying are doing these solo things by themselves? I I I think everyone has like their own idea of like what like they enjoy doing, and I think if they're doing something they enjoy, they're they're happy being by themselves. Whereas like, I I don't know why it is like that's just the way I guess I'm wired. But it's like I like the security of like, hey, like you, we had the same experience, like you enjoyed it too, right? Like let's get out of here. And it's like, but like that's I feel like that point too is like you're kind of invalidating how you feel because you're saying that you need someone else's opinion. To validate your no, own no. opinion, I don't. I don't think I need someone else's opinion because there's often times where we disagree about certain aspects of certain things. But it's like I like having the company and like having someone to talk to, like before the show, like after the show, like kind of talking about the show. Like it's like it's like it's an experience, and it's like everyone has their own unique experience. Is why I love live events because I feel like in terms of buying material things, like yeah, that, that, that's dope. Like there's the soundboard, these mics are cool and all. Like, we use them often now. The islands are fire, crisp, I know. crushable. We're not even touching them. Um, we drove 12 hours for these bad boys. That's the thing. Like, we drove so long for those. Then it's like, do you even want to... Like, I kind of have to get... So, this might be a, an occasion to crack one open. First episode of the pod. I don't know if we... I don't know if... Do we do it on camera? That's the thing. No. No, 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 no. no. Off camera. Maybe we crack them open when we, the pod's posted. Patreon. Behind the paywall. You can see us. Check the island. Anyway, um, the whole being by myself thing again, uh, the, the hurdle, I guess, mentally. Is it, again, that's, it's a, a thing that I struggle with, but it's a thing I don't want to conquer. Like, I don't want to be alone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's how you feel. Yeah, but I just say, like, it's not like, okay, I always talk about like society, but it's like people are like, oh, you just don't know yourself. I'm like, mm, I kind of do. That's why I don't want to like, be alone. I mean, it's fair. It is very fair, but it's like, 
even you were like, oh, maybe you don't like being lonely. I'm like, yeah, I don't like being lonely. So why would I want to be alone? But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, you have to really like find things you like. And it was like, I mean, shouldn't your own company be enough? Oh my lord! You sound like <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because you had this conversation. That was like you should be content with being by yourself. You should be happy. It's like, I, yeah, I, I do enjoy like driving by myself to like destinations that there's other people at, and we all hang out and have a good time there. But it's like being by myself. It's like uh, I had to go out and just like wander like subways, trains to like concerts and by myself and be like. Hmm. It's kind of boring. Like I probably spend most of the time on my phone at that point until the show starts, and then like I mean, I've I've been doing that. How so? I've been like navigating stuff by myself. Yeah, but I'm talking. I'm talking about like go. Like, how's well, it? Well, I've been like it's like an end destination with people there. That's so what I'm saying. Like, yeah. have you ever been to like a time where it's like okay, like I know we went to like Elton John together, but would you have gone to Elton John by yourself? To be honest, I wasn't gonna go with you. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> were there, okay, I don't even, okay, let's go uh, St. Peter's Final Four, or Elite Eight, or Sweet 16, whatever game you, we went to, you went to both, right? You went to Sweet 16, you didn't go to the Elite Eight? I went to the, uh, the Sweet 16. When Sweet they, 16, yeah, that, yeah they, they lost the Elite Eight. So the uh, Sweet 16, you had the tickets, would you have gone by yourself? Um, That's tough, I don't know. Why wouldn't you have gone by yourself? Like I I I had I could have gotten tickets there at the Elite Eight I didn't go. Why? Because no one else wanted to go with me. Why? But why wouldn't you go by yourself if you enjoy your company? I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying I do. I'm just observing your situation. Yeah, now I'm observing. <laughs> now, now, yeah, but the thing is, like, you made the commentary on my situation without even kind of, I guess, recognizing and realizing your own situation. Well, I I, I guess like you do have some kind of familiarity of being with people. Like everything you do is with a crowd. Or with a group. I just think things are more fun in groups. That's fair. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just like it being a social person and wanting to go out and have a good time with a bunch of group of people. Again, that can hinder. Like, oh, I just got lucky that I was able to pitch a deal for the concert that I want to go to. And like, I know I'm laughing about, it, but like, that's the honest truth. Like, I think I, I was like, I don't know if I would have gone had I not yeah. found people to go. But with. I, I think. In a situation like that, it's okay, but it's like if there's something like you really want to do mm-hmm. and you're choosing your decision on whether to do it is whether or not you can get someone else to go with you, I think that's when it's like, all right, why? Like if, if you really want to do something, why don't you just do it? I don't know. Like I think it's like I don't know. I just I don't I guess like I don't want to just hang out by myself. Like I don't want to go by myself. I, like, I don't I don't want to say like look like a loser, but it's like like everyone's gonna be like, oh, this kid's like sitting by himself. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know people if people will notice. I also just don't. I don't feel comfortable. Like I just don't feel comfy in that situation. Like I just feel as though like there should be someone that I guess like anchors me down. And I feel like having that someone else there, it's like kind of like it, it stops you from kind of doing like have, i don't want to say like having freedom but like there's like okay like we're together like we're gonna go and sit down at these seats and watch this concert and leave at this time and kind of stick together throughout the whole entire time it's like all right like that's chill i think that's when like you're by yourself it's like okay i can wander new york city all night by myself as long as i'm okay with it and it's like that's kind of a crazy thought to think about sometimes it's like hey you know like i have the ability to just like Times it now nine nine oh seven nine ten. You go to one a.m. You just walk out of your house and just like 
do whatever. I could start walking to New York. Like I could walk over the Bayonne Bridge, just start walking. Yeah. You and walk just aimlessly until I get like either killed or someone like I don't know. Like you just stop. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it's like I don't know. At the same time, it's like I I don't I I would I wouldn't do that personally, but maybe there are people that would do that. But there are. I don't know. It all stems from being a social human being and kind of enjoy that uh, outside uh, presence with me, mm-hmm. like as, as this type of like anchor that keeps me kind of grounded to where I want to be and what I want to do. But at the same time, I also kind of over rely on other people to fulfill my own satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Um, so I actually did do something by myself recently. Uh, we were in Atlantic City. We all left to uh, go home, and I was like, you know what? I really want to go to Bass Pro Shop. Never been. There's a one, obviously, in Atlantic City. It was about 10 minutes away from our house. Uh, I went by myself. Big big accomplishment for me. Big accomplishment. It was really fun. It was a fun time. They had, like, fish in there. They had, like, all these, like, the fake animals that you could go, like, hunting and shooting with your... They crossbows there. Like, it was a fun time. And I called yeah. my friend right after, and I was like, guess what I did? And she was like, what? And I was like, I went somewhere by myself. Like, it was a big deal. And they, and they all just laughed at me. And I'm like, no, it's like... It's just funny, though, because, like, it was, it was an awkward experience. But I was like, shoot, I want to go. I want to get a Bass Pro Shop hat. you kidding me? So I did. And, um, yeah, I got a Bass Pro Shop hat. I went to Bass Pro Shop. I can officially say that now, and no one can really take that away from me. And uh, it was a little awkward just walking around aimlessly at Bass Pro Shop because i never been before, and I kind of just wanted to see what was up. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I, could, I did it. Maybe that's, like, the, the confidence boost I needed. That's like what I was talking about them before. <laughs> yeah, in terms of what? In terms of like if you really want to do something, like you shouldn't let someone else prevent you from doing it. And that's the thing. Like I, at the time it was like, all right, like I really want to do it. So let me go. But I don't know if just like in terms of like motivation at the same time, it's like, all right, like I don't really want to go by myself. So like I won't go. Mm-hmm. But it was even more so for like Zach Brown, Pitbull. Cause like I really want to go. Like I was Pitbull. Well, I, we were at the brink of going by myself to a concert. Mm. And that was that would have been like the first time I've ever done that, and that would have been absolutely and like crazy to me because I'd have been like, all right, like, like if I really wanted to go, like I'd go, but I don't think I'd go like any other concert by my like. It's just a, I don't know, it's just weird, especially yeah. when like you talk about like the traveling, like paying the park, like it's kind of expensive going to like things by yourself mm-hmm. when you're not with a crowd in terms of like parking and driving yeah. there. I think from like a money perspective, <laughs> like I I, I would want to pay to like for a social thing like i can just i also myself yeah yeah, definitely like especially concerts and like sporting events are very social events like it's fun to go with people you know like and all just like jam out together or like if you're going to a sports team like all group for the same team together like that's that's an awesome experience yeah and it's like you could jam out by yourself but it's like how much fun can you possibly again this is personally speaking i know other people have great times by themselves but it's just like all right like how much fun can i have jamming out by myself and i look to like my left or right and it's just like a bunch of like People I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe you can make friends. I could. I know people that do that, and they go to, like, these places by themselves, and they, like, have friends that they end up going to, like, future concerts with. I'm like, that's awesome, but... Kind of defeats the purpose, though, of the whole solo thing at that point, though. Isn't that funny? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Uh, Yeah. Again, this is something I struggle... (laughs) (laughs) I just something I struggle with, and that was funny when you just brought that up, because that was a comment that someone made to me recently, and I was like, hmm, wow, it's kind of... It's like multiple people have said that, and I was like, I guess we should talk about it. But uh, no, I've, I've heard it before too, so you're not alone there. 
Over an hour. Over an hour. You know, when you said the Bass Pro stuff, uh, the Bass Pro Shop stuff before, I was like, before you said that, I was like, did he really visit Lucy the Elephant by himself? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I should. uh, Lucy the Elephant was a great. Is she still there? I have no idea. She's got to be. I know. Give me a second. <laughs> anyway, we're over an I hour. Like, there's, like, there's no way this kid would see an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> is Lucy the elephant in AZ? I feel like it is. Lucy the like elephant. The she's in Market City, New Jersey. She opens 10 a.m. when... Oh, she's open 10 to 5. Oh, wow. She's business hours. She's a big girl. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to go see her again. You're not really from New Jersey if you don't know what this elephant is, guys. Yeah, honestly, not, for, no, yeah, no I don't even think I have to explain no it. Yeah, this, is, this is crazy. <laughs> I remember we went there a long time ago. I know. Too far, far away. Life-changing experience. Anyway, honestly. Lucy's still alive and well. God bless her. Uh, shout out, Lucy. Uh, over an hour and ten now into it. And um, I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, and final thoughts about anything we spoke about? It was pretty jam-packed, honestly. It was pretty solid. Yeah, we had a, we had a, a number of different topics on this pod. Um no, I, I think it was a good good episode. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Anthony. I appreciate that. Uh, I would plug social medias, but uh, to be honest, I didn't set any of them up yet. So I mean, yo, follow Suits and Takes. I guess you can follow at Suits and Takes at uh, plug Common Sense Finance real quick. In. At Common Sense Finance. That's fine. Kricoli Media, all you want to do, follow us. Um, all that stuff's going to be in a link tree that I'm going to make in a few moments. I wasn't even expecting to get this far, so like getting this far is a major accomplishment in Bro, terms of... Eyes up for merch, too? We got some Kricoli-themed merch, maybe? Honestly, I have some de- I have some things working, like in terms of logos, designs. Like None of this has been made yet besides the episode being recorded. And I feel like the episode being recorded is the hardest part. It's the first step. You know, the first step is always the hardest. I guess, yes, and anything in life. All right, that's it. Days with Dom, episode one. We're wrapping it up in three, two, one. Peace.